What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We got the final UFC pay-per-view of the year, UFC 296, Edwards versus Covington. And boy, is this a stacked card. So go down, like, and subscribe before we jump into it and comment what y'all's picks are for this card because it's stacked with talent and great fights. I'm Paul, pick a win of Concha, and I'm joined with... Hey, man, you already know. It's your boy, Kev. Waterboy Savoy, aka the Street Fight Enthusiast, aka the Don Fiwai, aka the realist on your screen. And boy, how if you guys, you guys don't get to see like the stuff we do before we click record. For like the last two weeks in a row, I kept asking Paul, like, yo, is it UFC 296 yet? Is it UFC 296 yet? Is it UFC 296 yet? Like, this fucking card is fucking stacked. This is how you end the fucking year. And more than anything, I think this card has the best poster I've ever seen when it comes to MMA. You got Leon Edwards on one side. You got Kobe on the other. And they're both wearing their blue coats and red coats with UFC boxing gloves on. And I was just like, oh, they snapped with the motherfucking... They snapped with the motherfucking... um with the with the poster. You know, they did. It uh I mean simple I haven't watched all access or not all I haven't watched the countdown yet. I haven't watched any of it. But I just know like Kobe had dropped some fire one liners in the past. He says like where we we beat the British in seventeen seventy six and do that shit again. Like all that he was dropping bars along the way. And I just know my boy's coming, quote unquote, to make America great again. No, he, well, you know he said that at least four times. But I watched the countdown literally a couple hours ago. And Kobe is the definition of a person that is – Kobe could probably be one of the most likable people in the world, but not in a popular, like – in a popular, like, a popular way. Like, Kobe, Kobe is probably the genuine – is a genuinely kind person. But the character that he, he decided to choose to gain his popularity is what makes him a disgusting bitch. So it's tough because, like, watching that countdown, I was looking at because he wants to go visit the Coast Guard. And I'm just looking at how he can entertain people. He can make people feel like they're um, – make them feel like somebody and make them really feel like that. And the way that, like, he's the essence of, like, that champion that you want to go um do all the Make-A-Wish Foundation shits. But Kobe plays a character, so he's he that's a bitch-ass motherfucker. So it's interesting. Hey. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot about him this um in the last like couple hours or so. He's like uh, anyone that watches South Park out there. He's like Butters. Butters is the most likable person ever, but then he has Dr. Chaos. His, yeah, literally. <laughs> his author ego and Dr. Chaos is only here to cause to stir up trouble. Literally, and that's funny because Kobe's nickname is Chaos. Um, right on, right on cue, bro. Right on cue. I yeah, didn't even and, mean that. And I, and I don't want to make this whole episode about Kobe, but the last thing I want to know, what I found out about bro, is that bro was a fucking like an accomplished high school wrestler, and the way he goes about it is he didn't motherfucking like he only won one state championship at one seventy one his senior year in two thousand six. When I tell you, I learned a lot about Kobe these last couple hours. I learned a lot. So 
But he got recruited to go to Iowa by Dan Gable. The one and, and all. You know, yeah, like Dan Gable to be um to be coached by Tom Barnes or Tim Barnes. I always forget his name. Tim Burns or something like that. And he was the man in Iowa. The reason why he fucking had to leave Iowa is because he got a DUI. Because motherfucking, if you understand wrestling, and you understand sports, that Iowa wrestling probably comes before everything just because of the family infrastructure that they built at that D one at that D one place. So yo, being a man on that team, being the big new recruit at like nineteen, bring you living your best life. He made a mistake, ended up going JUCO, and then and then he ended up going to Oregon State and All American at Oregon State, and then he went to um he went to um he went to his first BJJ tournament and won the Feli World Tournament, and I'm just like. Yo, like, Kobe is low-key, like, a raw motherfucker. Not many. They don't just hand that out. Yeah, like, he's low-key raw, but he's a bitch. <laughs> but, he, I mean, and a lot of these fights we're going to talk about, you were saying, like, this guy, he's the guy. A lot of the people we're going to be talking about, they're the guy come wherever their background is, whether, like, even in their camps. Like, a lot of these fighters train together nowadays. But a lot of people on this card is the guy at that like is the guy that represents that gym the best. Like it is like yeah. like we're seeing the head alpha of a lot of these everything they're in. So that's what makes this card so exciting. So these are literally the best of the best right now. Some big and, favorites though, but still. Notice how CKD didn't get invited to didn't get invited for anybody to represent them. You know, we know. Oh, Casey, Casey O'Neill. Oh no, she's oh. at extreme. She's at extreme culture or uh, Cortor. I was about to say, let me find out. But I was like, nah, we had, we working on stuff in the. We went back to the drawing board. Right now, we're figuring things out over there. Yeah, and uh, let's jump right into not not the main card yet. We'll start off with the featured prelim because it is a great card. I mean, shout out Casey O'Neill who's also on the card. She's uh, first fight back since the loss. Former champion Cody No Love Garbrandt's on the card. Um, Dustin Jacoby, Alonzo Minfield, great little fight right there, a light heavyweight. And then even the opening fight, your boy, Randy Brown, the Haitian sensation himself, is going to be on the card going against Muslim Sokolikov, the king of Kung Fu. We is could, he Haitian? Uh, I know I might. He's Jamaican. I apologize. Haitian sensation is, um, uh, old boy that lost he's about OSP. Neil Magg. He's about OSP. Oh, Neil Magg. Okay. But uh, what's his nickname? I can't remember Randy Brown's nickname, but he has a fire-ass nickname. But he's smooth with it. He's he's like the Jamaican Kevin Law Holland, I think we said he was. Uh, but Ooh. great card overall. Let's get into the featured prelim. All-Americans right here. Bryce Mitchell, fill-in fighter last minute to take on Josh Emmett. Bryce Mitchell minus 235 favorite. Josh Emmett plus 190, big underdog. Both of them coming off probably not their best fights in the last year. We got Emmett, two back-to-back losses, the interim belt to Yair, and the Illa Teporia loss. And then Bryce Mitchell, who got dismantled by Illa Teporia. But then he ends up getting the win over Danny Ige, where he brought the Bible into the octagon. How, How do you feel about your boy Bryce? How do you feel about Josh Emmett? I mean, more than anything, you already know how we come in when it comes to Bryce. We big Arkansas. Big Arkansas. I'm always going. 
I'm always gonna love Bryce Mitchell because he's a submission specialist. I feel like the shit that he does on the ground really makes things very uncomfortable, and he kind of can just make you. He can find a submission in a lot of different different um spots. But I don't know how much that means against Josh Emmett and his striking this game, this fight, because I think this is what this fight is gonna be a lot of on your feet, and I think Ilya Taporia kind of fucked up Bryce Mitchell. At at all three at all three phases of um all three levels and all the phases of MMA, but I think it was what he did to him on his feet that kind of demoralized bro, and led to him being finished, like finished by submission versus like, so I don't know if Bryce Mitchell can bang with Josh Emmett, but I do know I'm picking bro to win this fight. I got Josh Emmett in this fight mainly because. Everyone talks about Bryce Mitchell and his uh, stand-up against Barbosa, how he, he dropped him and all that. But I think it was more Barbosa had to be so worried about the takedowns that it allowed him to drop him. But when he went up against Laporia, someone who wasn't worried about the takedowns, he got dismantled, just like you said. And uh, I think Josh Emmett, with the wrestling background of his, he doesn't shoot a lot of takedowns, but he has great takedown defense. And if Bryce can't get him on the ground – and he gets stuffed a few times, and especially he gets close. Josh Emmett has the heaviest hands in the division. And, the, like, right. uh, the only worry I would have with Emmett, though, is he is 38, and he's older at this point in his career. And he's coming off of the two losses where he got this man, like, Yair, yeah, he submitted him, but Yair tore him up throughout that fight. And then the win over Calvin Cater, the split decision win over Cater the fight before that, Cater was like it was a lot of damage on, on Josh Emmett's face after that fight. Illa Deporia, same thing. It was a five round like dismantling. At thirty eight years old, I am a little bit worried about Josh Emmett's like miles on on him at this point. I'm still gonna rock him, especially a, a almost two to one underdog. I think I think we could see him get the big upset here. Yeah, I mean, damn, Josh Emmett is a two to one underdog. Yeah, like in uh, plus one ninety to Mitchell's minus two thirty five. I thought it'd be closer to a pickup. Yeah, I thought it would be a pickup. And Bryce is the fill in fighter. He came in two week notice. Yeah, and he's coming off of um. Well, I mean, he did just get off the win, and they maybe it's because he brought the Bible in there with him. But um, you want to see? Let's see. That's actually a great way to start off the um, card. Well, to finish off the prelim. So we'll see how this shit goes. And are you rocking with Arkansas's finest? I, I oh, just... you know. hey man, they keep telling me to come up. They keep telling me I'm, I ain't gonna be shit. I ain't gonna be motherfucking shit if I keep the tank. If I keep bringing up Arkansas, but niggas on the motherfucking stand. I'm from Arkansas. And I'm gonna bring up motherfucking Arkansas everywhere I motherfucking go. Arkansas, like I can, when I heard that, I was like, I'm rooting for you every time, every time, every time. And in our next fight, to start the fucking main card off, there's a big favorite here. Minus 370, Ian Gary, taking on plus 280, Vicente Luque, who we rode off in his last fight, and we looked absolutely foolish uh, whenever he just, like, five-round mauled RDA. And Ian Gary, we've been riding the hype train all the way. He knocked out Daniel Rodriguez, and after that, then he gets the Neil Magny Namus decision win. Three, this will be his fourth fight in 2023. Does he get the fourth win over once again another step up and he's continually stepped up in competition along the way? 
Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely picky, Ian Gary, but I don't know if I'm on the hype train right now because of all the shit that's been going on on yeah. Twitter when talking about his wife and the girl and the husband and the niggas that cut. Sean, the Sean Strickland, the Sean Strickland made open your eyes. Yeah, and then Sean Strickland will be like, bro, I don't want to, but if that's what it is, we can handle that. So, like, I don't know. I'm looking forward to this press conference because I know Kobe and Ian Gary are going to be going back and forth. I can see that one clear as day. So, We'll see how it goes. I am trusting Ian Gary though, because I do like him to get on. Um, I like him to just stay so active, especially after I saw what he did to Neil Magny. Like him to just stay active, him to stay and um stay pressuring Vincente Luque, and probably get a finish just from smothering, bro. I will say also, uh, outside of the the stuff that's going on in Ian Gary's personal life, he has also disabled his comments on Instagram. So, like, he does seem to be in that little, like, uh, he's only 20-something years old. Like, he might be mental fragile. Who knows? Like, type thing. Like, he's going to be a loud-ass crowd. And, like, you know, you, we saw Chris Gutierrez fight with the fan in the Apex last week. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Ian Gary can handle the pressure. I think he will. But he's still young, and he, he is going through a lot on the fucking the sidelines right now. He's going through it. I think it's just funny to watch the way that um... – MMA, MMA community can like be all for you one day and then just be like, oh, this guy fucking sucks. Oh, but I'll turn on him fucking instant. Bro. Oh. Look at Kamara Usman. Like, he was once the, the mythical fighter of welterweight, but right? now it's like <laughs> dust and bones with no knees over there. Facts. Like, he was literally pound for pound number one when we started covering MMA. Now it's a fucking old dusty fart. Facts. When, uh, uh the other thing, too, is uh, Ian Gary, outside of all that stuff, the other thing that came out is he was he was sparring with Leon Edwards. They got some training in together. Leon Edwards dropped him with a head kick. I know it's Leon Edwards, but still, like, so close to a fight day to get dropped by a head kick. And let me tell you, as you know, Kev, Vicente Luque throws a lot of fucking head kicks and throws them as well as anybody. Oh, wow. So this shit is a setup. Yeah, like, Ian Gary got dropped by a head kick. Leon Edwards was like, I didn't clean cut KO him. And they're like, but it happened? And he's like, yeah. Like, yeah, it happened. Mm. And then, did you hear about Ian Gary and um the Leon Edwards going to Leon Edwards um, camp and shit? Yeah, that's what I was just saying. The head kick that dropped him in camp. Yeah, oh, that was at Leon Edwards' thing? Yeah, that was with the uh, in Manchester. This was leading like a, I want to say a week ago. Oh shit! Like it was right. Like it's very recent. You know that's not good for fighters to take like a knockout damage prior to a fight. I'm still I'm still gonna rock with him though. I'm still, but I will say what's point out if Luke lands a head kick KO, we'll know why. Uh, that should be crazy. And I mean, I they're not both Irish, but from one UK like Europe fighter uh, prospect to another, Patty Patty Pimblett, minus three hundred favorite going up against Tony Ferguson. Kev, this is I mean, we all know kind of like Patty might be the biggest fraud prospect there is. He arguably lost his last fight to Jared Gordon. Uh, he's now taking on Tony Ferguson, who 
If he loses this fight, he will tie the record for UFC consecutive losses in a row with six. Let's put it like that. How do you feel about this Patty Tony Ferguson matchup? Um, I think it's just one of those fights where you um you you can you, I'm not expecting this shit to go all three rounds. Expecting explosion, I'm expecting a KO. And I'm not gonna lie to you. We've been screaming Tony Ferguson might need to hang them things up for like a good year and a half now. I think this one might be the one where it kind of proves that if he comes in showing that father time is still catching up with him. Not only that, his chin, the Bobby Green fight, Bobby was landing like a jab and Tony was like, whoa, like fucking Mr. Mr. Krabs meme. He didn't know where he was. <laughs> like, I don't think Patty's good at all. I think he's going to get exposed, but the UFC set him up with someone that he can put to a resume. This is like the Gamboa of boxing. You just put, you, you just line him up with Gamboa, get a nice little name on the resume, and it'll look good later on. But, like, Tony Ferguson, the only reason why I don't think he'll win is his chin is gone. Tony Ferguson, Patty can hit him with a straight shot, and it will drop him. Uh, I agree. It probably will end in a knockout submission. I think Patty will be the one that gets the, his hand raised here. There's a reason why he's minus 300. And then our, our next fight on the another big favorite. This arguably could be the best prospect at welterweight. Shavkat Rachmanov, no longer really a prospect. He's ranking the top, like, five. Taking on Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Rachmanov, biggest favorite on the card, minus 725. To Wonder Boy's plus 475, almost plus 500 odds on Wonder Boy here. Coming off the win over Kevin Holland in UFC Orlando, where Holland broke his hand. And Rockman off 17 wins, 17 finishes, 9 submissions, 8 knockouts. And his last fucking fight was a standing submission. It's a G.R. Neal and shit. Standing, bro. Nasty with it. Literally, and I think this this fight matches up really, really well. The styles match each other well, and I'm just happy they didn't hold Wonder Boy because, like, you know how he didn't um take his last fight because his opponent missed weight. And usually in situations like that, you think they pull out some bullshit. I think this is the best way of holding or making him go against a top five dude. If you're talking about you want to be in the title ring, this is what the top five looks like in Shavkat, but. The matchup, well, like they, everybody considers um, Wonder Boy one of the greatest kickboxers ever, and the fact that he can um he can um hit he can hit so quick, he has speed, and more than anything, like when you're coming in, he can he can um utilize that and use your own energy against you and catch you on your way in. So um, Wonder Boy and Shavkat Shavkat being a great striker and somebody that doesn't move his head much and continues walking forward, it's gonna be a great fucking fight. I'm taking Shavkat for sure, but, like, this going to look fun. And I will say one thing that doesn't get brought up a lot with Wonderboy is his footwork is probably arguably the best in the UFC, where his, that is one of his key takedown defense, like one of his key things in his uh, util, utility box is basically he can – his footwork is so nice, he doesn't usually get caught in positions where an easy takedown happens. You have to usually work for that takedown. And he's worked really good on his takedown defense itself. That like With that combination, it's hard to get him to the mat. I'm taking a shot off as well, but I think it will be a submission. I think Wonderboy will look good on the feet, but 
Shavkar has a way to get you to the ground. It isn't he does take shots on the way in, but he has like that fucking Wolverine blood or something where he he's okay with it. And then now on to the title fights, Kev. Back to back title fights, double header of belts on the line this Saturday night. Brandon Royval is challenging the new crown champion of Flyweight, Alexandre Pantoja. Pantoja is a minus one ninety favorite. Royval plus one sixty favorite. One some of the closer odds of the night, Kev. How do you feel about this one? Man, shout out Alexander Pantoja. Man, when he won that championship, that shit felt so good. He looked in the bitch, and then he looked in the camera. He goes, "Dad, look at me now," and I'm just like, "Oh, that's fine." So you know, we got nothing but love for Pantoja. But after watching the countdown, doing a little bit of research, I fuck with Brandon Royval too. I found out that he's a hitter. He's had to deal with some um, setbacks, and he's lost to like other hitters, like fucking Brandon Moreno, Alexander Pantoja. Like, you know, lost rematch for Pantoja and him. Back. So I look at this fight the way it goes is I think it's gonna be a completely different fight from the last time they fought. Even though I wasn't a UFC fan like that, I think Brandon Rivas definitely got significantly better. And I think um the nerves or anything that they had beforehand is gone. And now this is gonna be one of those fights to fight for real. And it's gonna be a great fight the same way that Moreno Pantoja is a great fight. But um. I think I'm going Brazilians with this one. But I don't know Brandon Rivera's fight style like that. Let me know about Brandon Rivera. He comes out of Factory X Muay Thai. He is known for having slower hands, but he has a lot of pop when he lands. But he's he can scramble with the best of them, which makes this fight. I think it's going to be very interesting because Pantoja and Royval Laird. I know Pantoja submitted him last time, but that happens sometimes. Like It's one of those where it's a flip of a coin. Like these are two of the best scramblers on the mat where maybe we won't even see the mat for this five-round fight just because how good both of them are. Uh, I doubt it just because it's just their bread and butter. They eventually will go back towards it. And I, I, I think the Brazilian gets the win because what he showed me on his feet against Moreno, I thought Moreno would probably have the best boxing in the division, the slippery stance. Pantoja was on the feet, was outstriking Moreno, like, and was a lot of like heavy shots too. There, I know it was only it was five rounds. Moreno won some, Pantoja won some, but overall he did enough to win the fight on both the ground and on the feet. And I don't think Roy Ball has. They might be equal on the ground. You might even say Pantoja is better on the ground. He does have a submission win over Roy Ball, and but then it goes to I think Pantoja is the better striker. Roy Ball is just a little too slow. But yeah, he has more pop. But Pantoja was eating fucking haymakers from Moreno and was not going down. So I don't, Roy, Ball, Roy Ball could do it. I'm a roofer, old boy. But I think Pantoja's going to win this fight, his first defense. Yeah, I like Pantoja, too, for those similar reasons. But I think because Brandon Roy Ball has already um, got the submission lost to bro, I don't think he's going to give his back to him if he's smart. I don't think he's giving his back to him for nothing. And then with that, I think that's going to lead to whoever is the better striker is going to be scoring the most points per round. And I think um, Pantoja also has that has the advantage on his feet. So unless Rodak can sneak something in to finish this fight, I think it's going to go to decision, and I think Pantoja is going to get his arm raised again. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think it goes with the decision as well. And l- like you said, unless Roy Vaughn can land a devastating shot, which is never out of the round in U.S. Yeah, you, you got five of them, so like, we'll see. And then our next fight and final fight on the slate, Kev, the main event. Leon Rocky Edwards defending his welterweight crown against Kobe Chaos Covington. We haven't seen Kobe Covington since the Jorge Masvidal win, the Jorge Masvidal uh, pressing charges because he got sucker punched. We haven't seen him since 2022, March 5th. Uh, fun fact, that was our first card we ever covered on this podcast, March Facts. 5th, 2022. Uh, but now he's challenged. Uh, Dana White did say he's next. Leon Edwards and a lot of fans at home said, that's bullshit, that's not happening. Here we are. December 16th, it will be happening. And hey, man, you got Bilal waiting as the backup fighter. He is the backup fighter. I, I guess that's going to be something we're going to be accustomed to for the next few years. I guess that's the new trend in the UFC is having a backup fighter at all times. Yeah, and then that backup fighter just doesn't do shit because they just sitting out waiting for their championship opportunity. They I they guess. should at least bring his ass in for like the the press conference, right? Because I feel like that would make great commentary. Have like a backup fighter talking shit too. Bro, this entire press conference is about to be crazy. And they showed, they said that they're going to do a big one with everybody. Nice. So, Old school. It's going to be a vibe. But um, this press conference is going to be t- – and then they said the next day, Sean Strickland, Jerkers, Duplessis, all of them, they have a press, a special press conference. So I'm like, oh, this is about to be crazy. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that's about to be insane. I need so, Strickland and Ian Gary on the same stage. No, I need Strickland and – um. Patty Pimblett, because Ian Gary and Strickland, you know how that shit's gonna go. You know how to go. At least with Patty, he's gonna be a little lightheaded. But um, but I don't know. So um, when it, this press conference is gonna be crazy, that's Thursday for everybody that tunes in. Um, but this is about to be a fight of the ages. It's actually gonna be a really good fight because I think when I watched um Leon, oh wait, my bad, Paul, you got me, you got me talking. I forgot to do my. There's only one Rocky Edwards. There's only one Rocky Edwards. There's only one Rocky Edwards. But yeah, man, I think this fight is about to be fucking phenomenal. I think it's going to go all five rounds. And I think that it's going to show a weakness that that um a lot of people don't notice. And it's going to be on Leon's, Leon's takedown defense. Because I think... um. I think during that Kamaru fight, if Kamaru had wrestled him that second fight, it would have been a little different. And then there was like Leon was doing a lot of like not dirty, but he was doing some like some slick shit, holding, grabbing the cage, grabbing the gloves, very close low blows. Like he was, he was really pulling out all the stops against um Kamaru. So that's why I don't think it's gonna be as clean a fight as we think. I think it's gonna be very similar to Kamaru. Versus um Kobe the first time, and it's gonna be a bloodbath. It's gonna be a straight war. Yeah, and uh, so that's crazy that uh you coming in complimenting Kobe off rip after all the prior leading up to this fight throughout this whole card, even uh, talking that how you don't fuck with my boy Kobe Covington. I I don't. He's a bitch, but like you know, as a wrestler, I have to respect him because like. I know and chain wrestling, wrestling in the UFC, Kobe Cup. Yeah, you said best who? Chain wrestling. 
I don't know. I don't know. Armand Saruki might have something to say about that. But uh, but um but this is I have nothing like first off, you know I got nothing but love for these niggas because Kobe was our first fight. The last time I wore this single over here was when uh was in the recap and I was like, bro, I'm tired of this motherfucker Kobe. I'm gonna come in myself and do it. That's the last time I wore my single ever. And like I was, I still have that clip to this day, and I just send it to my coach wherever it pops up with my um for you or my memories. So you know we got nothing but um I got nothing but um nostalgic love for this nigga, but I still hate him. He's still a bitch, and like the way and the way that he carries himself is to go against the community that I kind of was a part of for for most of my life. So like this nigga loves the police. This nigga screams "Make America Great Again." This nigga calls um he calls um. Jorge Masvidal, Street Judas. He calls himself the king of Miami. Like, why would I not hate this thing? Bro, he is the king of Miami, bro. Pitbull has something to say about that. <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, there's so many niggas that have something to say about that. And I hate him, but at the end of the day, skills are skills. And I think the one thing about Kobe that a lot of people – um that it's easy to forget is that he wasn't shit when it comes to being a draw. So the fact that he created this character to kind of match the skills, because Brett does have skills and Brett's, he got the interim title after only 15 fights. So like he's shown that he's on, he was on a tear and what, who did he lose to? Who was his first loss? What's his first loss? Nah, Kobe, was his first loss tomorrow? In the UFC? I believe so. Huh, that's crazy. I think he might have lost to somebody before that. But if Kamara was his oh, first 2015, he lost to Warley Alves. And then after that, he went on like a, a seven-fight win streak, interim champ, all that. Nice. So you got to respect Kobe for what he's done. But at the end of the day, this nigga didn't earn this fucking title fight, even slightly, especially going against Leon, who had to fucking fight tooth and nail for like seven years to get to this point that he's at now. So... We'll see how this fight goes. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think it's going to be a lot of striking. And I think if Leon has great takedown defense, the fight, he can win this fight. But if not, then he just better be ready for war. See, I'm, I will, you know, build up everything. Big Kobe guy over here. Make America great again. Kobe on his way to complete his mission. That man's going to be champion until I start looking more and more at Leon Edwards. And, like, even going back to the Bilal Muhammad fight. Bilal Muhammad is a guy who has phenomenal wrestling, can take down almost anybody. But he was completely out of his element going up against Leon Edwards. And I think same with Wonderboy going against Shavkat. Just the footwork of Leon to always be in a position. It's almost like a boxer knowing his back to the ropes. Like, the moment it even gets close, he knows to do the little pivot, get out of it, back to the center of the ring. I can never get to my back to the ropes. And that's how Leon is with the cage. He's always – and even when he does get on the cage, he does do some dirty stuff like grabbing the cage here or there. But if you're not going to deduct a point, at the end of the day, I'm going to keep doing what I got to do to win this fight until y'all start taking points from me. He doesn't even get warnings. Like, that's crazy. And I think – I I'm leaning towards Leon Edwards. I would love to see the Colby win. I'm picking Leon Edwards officially. Mostly, not only just for that, but I think Kobe needs like if Kobe had better stand up and wasn't just a pure volume striker, like we saw with Jessica Andrade, 
just pure volume and like the the rolling punches walking forward. When you go up against someone who can strike from the outside and have nasty footwork like she did against Blanchfield and like Jan, completely you could never get close enough to even want to shoot a takedown. You were getting, and I think that's what we're gonna see. I think we might get a stoppage here from of Edwards as well, just because he's also southpaw going against orthodox. The the left straight is gonna be there the whole time as he's trying to walk in or shoot. Um, the left knee, if he wants to shoot that uh, as like a counter counter to like a uh, shoot from a distance, I think it's all there for him. And Kobe hasn't fought anyone this technical on the feet where it could make it. Yeah, you have great wrestling and you get relentless like cardio to keep going forward. But like, let's see how much you want to keep coming forward if you're getting picked off like with heavy shots. And that's where I, I think his. I think his volume strike is not going to look good against someone who can literally pick you off and you'll never get in that position where you can shoot the takedown that you want. Facts. Damn. Damn, that was a great fucking breakdown, Paul. Yeah, I think I'm not the line, I'm not the Leon Edwards. That's why I think Usman was a greater matchup against Leon Edwards because he has a little bit of both where if he, his shots are so powerful, you can't let him land on you. Whereas Colby... You're okay if he hits it with the pitter patter. Just keep your footwork and keep landing a more the heavier shot in the exchange. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun press conference, and I'll love to see. It. I hope they give um both of them boys um an interview after the after the fight. I will say I do have a little uh parlay for them boys at home. If you parlay Leon Edwards Pantoja together to straight up money line champion, both champions walk out with their belts to end the year. You were saying uh, like a plus two hundred parlay right there alone, and then nice. if you, and if you get a little like crazy with it, if you really want to get crazy and you want to add Josh Emmett at the plus two hundred odds with it, now you're saying at the plus five hundred odds with a Josh Emmett and the champions to retain their belts, and I think out of the big dogs on the like Josh Emmett to beat Mitchell, I think is a lot more believable than Tony Ferguson over Patty, even though we don't believe in Patty, or Luke over Gary, even though. Gary could get dropped in uh, Wonder Boy over Shotgun. Like, out of yeah. four underdogs, I think Emmett's probably the safest bet. Facts. Yeah, so you could, I mean, I, that's going to be the parlays I'm cooking. The little simple, keep the champions with their belts, and then give me the Josh Emmett over Bryce Mitchell. Hell yeah. And then you got left on this card. I mean, it's 296, last pay-per-view of the year. Even if it's just the UFC as a whole, this will be the last card I think we'll be talking for the year. Um, I mean, no. Nah, I think next year my goal is going to be to practice my MMA phonics since I've been able to say people's names and shit. But besides for that, it's been a great fucking year. Shout out to the UFC, 30 years. Shit's lit, man. I'm nothing but respect and nothing but love. It's fun being a UFC fan. I enjoyed the fuck out this year. But we saw a lot of crazy shit. And Paul, did you and then I came to the realize that I was like, yo, bro, niggas went to two um a nigga went to two events this year. Like we got to see Izzy fight Alex in Miami. Like that's yeah. a historic that's a historic I was just in a, a group chat with Key, Lonnie, Zay, everyone and I was basically they were like, bro, we need to go to UFC event. And I was like the only one plugged in with UFC. Like, I was like, bro, they've been rumoring a Tampa event. But Jacksonville be having fight nights. Orlando be had a fight night this year, and they're like two ninety nines in Miami this year. They're like, yeah, but we need a slide. And I was like, I did go see watch Izzy Piera two in Miami, and people were like, what? You saw the arrows. I was like, yeah, Yeah, in person. That shit was crazy. I always tell people like, yo, bro, 
I didn't see the arrows because you don't understand. Like when he got that knockout, like everybody stood the fuck up. And I was looking at other people more, like eye contact with the people. Yeah, like we were all genuinely in awe. Like, yo, did that just happen? And like I'm over here, just like I could just feel like I could just. I remember being like an out of body experience and just watching myself just talk to all the niggas that told me Izzy was going to get fucked up in the group chat. I'm just over here like, man, fuck y'all bitch-ass niggas, man. I fucking told y'all. Bro. Like, I'm giving it to everybody that can hear it right now, Paul. Like, yeah. So this was a great year. Shout out 30 years of the UFC. I fucking love this sport. Yes, sir. And uh, stay, so this will be the last of the UFC until January. We got Ankali of Walker 2 to start the year. And then the first pay-per-view will be 297, Strickland versus Duplessis. So we'll be back for that, but stay tuned with boxing. We still got Bam versus Sonny Edwards, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder on the same card. Anyway, going to go undisputed in another weight class all within a year of going undisputed in the prior weight class. Uh, we got crazy. Yeah, it's going to be a great finish for boxing as well. And, of course, we got the NFL going, getting closer and closer to the playoffs and the Super Bowl come February. Going bananas. So, yeah, everyone stay tuned for that. Who knows, you might even have a little special NCAA 14, the little college, <laughs> college takes edition this year. Who knows? It is the last year of the four-man playoff bracket. But stay right, tuned. we got baby. big things coming. And if you're not watching us, go to YouTube and watch us. Way better than just listening to us. And stay tuned on the Twitter page, at Totally Blitzed. We'll be having every week we'll be talking Nah, that's real shit, man. But, hey, I fucking love y'all boys, man. Let's keep going, man. And go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your picks. I'm Paul Pickle Winner with Kevin Street Fight Enthusiast Avoid. Y'all didn't know. Now y'all know, motherfuckers.